Sometimes you get in a, in a spot in life where you know you want to write a better story. You know you can't keep doing what you're doing, right? You're burning out. You're not having. You're not enjoying things like you want to. Right. Um, and but you're giving something up too, man. Yeah. Like something significant. Yeah. Right? And football made a major part of my life yeah. for years. Like I played football for roughly you know six seven years, I and mean, it was really hard to give up. But you know ultimately I decided it was what I thought was the right choice for me. Okay, folks. Hi, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. I am your host. And as always, I appreciate you uh, protecting a little time to spend with myself and my guests. Um, I have a really interesting guy with me here today. He is he is a, um, a broadcasting pro. Blake, welcome, man. How's it going, everybody? Blake and I are... are uh, we're kind of um, breaking rules because we're deep in the bowels of a Big Ten school near you. And, um, and we're just going to muse a little bit about the college experience and maybe specifically the Greek life experience. Um, Blake, you've been part of Greek life now for three years? Yeah, about three years, three and a half years. How, how overall, was this a good call for you? Yeah. I mean, it was weird, like, coming into college, I was on the football team here. Um, I didn't plan on joining Greek life at all. Like I, when I first was like throughout high school, I'm like, maybe Greek life isn't my thing. I saw a lot of like the negative aspects through, you know, like movies, TV, whatever. Um, but spring of my freshman year, I rush was about to start. It was like the first day of rush. And I was like, all right, s- screw it. Let's, let's see how this goes. Um, didn't know anything about it. Uh, just kind of walked around, did the open rush process, like walked to a bunch of different houses, then found one that I liked, um, and just kind of kept going back there, kept getting invited back and then got my bid and really haven't regretted it ever since. I mean, it was a great decision. Love all my brothers. Like love the connections I've made in that house so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we get in deep into that, you were saying before we started, um, you were on the football team, yeah. and you were a high school football stud, right? You, yeah. You were the we big could say that. on your – let's yeah. say that, right? Um, and, and then you get to college, and it's a different game altogether. Oh, yeah. Uh, just give us a second on that. Like, what was it like to, to make that move and to maybe find out, oh, shit, this might not be my thing right. here? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like, yeah, throughout high school, yeah, I was – I mean, I played varsity multiple years. I was playing against big teams, and I always thought, like – this is what I want to do. I want to go play Division One football. I want to see how far I can push myself. And Blake looks like a D1 football player guy. Yeah. He's, we're, we're in a small podcasting studio, and he's a big dude. He's filling up some space. Yeah, I'm, I'm the big man on campus. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, I was getting, you know, looks from a bunch of, like, smaller schools, um, D1, AA, D3, whatnot. And I did like a lot of those schools, but ultimately I wanted to go to the school – that if football wasn't an option, yeah. I would enjoy myself. And I always saw myself going to IU. And and um, ever since I was a young kid, like I had an older cousin here. I had an older brother here. Uh, so ultimately, if it wasn't for football, I probably would have only applied here. Is that and, right? Yeah. And um, football opened my doors to other schools, other options. But ultimately, decided to be a uh, walk-on here, came down. Graduated high school, came down two weeks after I graduated, started doing, moved in on my birthday, actually. Happy birthday, yeah. man. That's a, good, that's a good day. Yeah, moved in, and then I turned 19, I saw my parents and my uh, siblings drive off, and then I was I was alone. 
I, I lived at my bro- older brother's house over the summer, and he had a few roommates down there with me, but they weren't there. So, like, when I moved in, I was just sitting there alone. I'm like, okay, this is – I'm in college now. This is it. And then I go to the workouts. I tried making friends on the team. Uh, it was rough. Like, I was thinking – I thought, like, I knew what it was going to be like. Yeah. I was way off. It was – the <laughs> speed of it was – immense like so much greater than high school football uh-huh. like so much quicker and it just took took a while for me to catch on to it but ultimately i did make some good friends on the team like a few of the other walk-ons yeah and i mean that took a while that's like most of the time like i wasn't living with the rest of the football players oh you they, weren't no they were all in a dorm together Got it. all the freshmen were at least and i was my parents didn't want to pay for a dorm if they were paying for the house already, which makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't blame them at all for that. But that being said, like, there was the disconnect. Like, I, all I had was the time at at the workouts, at practice, during the summer class at the stadium. And then I would just kind of, like, leave and go back. And, like, I wouldn't stay back and hang out there because I didn't know anybody. Right. And I was a little bit nervous, like, for the first time. Like, usually, like... I'm a very outgoing guy, very talkative guy, but I walk in and there's all these athletes that are, you know, much more athletic and physically fit than I am and have been there for a few weeks already, already all know each other, already all friends, and then there's just this one new guy that just walks in. I had no idea you went through this, you know? I yeah. thought that being on the team was nice and easy, like a smooth transition for you. This was difficult. No, it was, it was very difficult, like, and I know I missed home. Um, I had to say goodbye to all my close friends. Like, they're all back home. Like, I was getting Snapchats or texts from them, pictures like, hey, man, we miss you. Like, we're all hanging out. I'm like, at one point, I had to tell, like, all my friends went on a camping trip one weekend. Uh-huh. And I was really trying to go, but I couldn't because of f- football. Like, and they were constantly sending me stuff. And I'm like, I had to tell them, like, guys, like, can you just stop? Like, I'm missing you guys like crazy. Like, it's hard for me just sitting here, like, alone in my room when I know, like, you guys are all out there having a great time. So if you could just, like, lay off on the text, lay off on the Snapchats, like, I'll see you guys sometime soon. Telling them to stop, did that help you? Like, was it better not to know all the good stuff that was going on out there? Yeah, I mean, I kind of just, uh, I would have preferred to be a little bit ignorant to what they were all doing. Like, that was their last summer before college. Like, they were all having a blast, and I was down there. Grinding, I mean, ultimately, I don't regret the experience at all. Like, I learned a lot from it. I became incredibly physically fit, like, probably the best shape of my entire life. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, it was – it put me through the ringer. Like, some of the workouts, I had some of my weakest moments down there. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, b- before you even get to that, so um, this idea of, you know, like, this disconnect. So you get, you get here, and, guys, Blake is the least likely guy. I've gotten to know him because he is a fraternity brother of my son. Over George the last Bill. few years, George, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to George who refuses to you know, Shout out George. be on a podcast. <laughs> uh, but Blake is here, um, and, and he's the least likely guy to feel that way, right? You right. Know, so, so what's interesting about this to me is, you know, there are some people who are shy. You, you, you can almost project like, ah, they're going to have a hard time with this transition. They're going to be lonely. They're going to be homesick. Right. It's going to be hard for them. You seem like life of the party guy, man. You're going to yeah. step right into these new shoes. Yeah. It's going to be easy. So we should probably not assume mm-hmm. it's going to be easy right? no. for anybody. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it's tough. Like I, I was coming in. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to make a bunch of friends. Like It's going to be easy. Like I'm going to have a good time. Like I'm playing for the college I've always wanted to go to. It's going to be incredible. And 
No, I get down there and I'm like cramping up. I'm, I'm running. I'm like one of the last guys in sprints. I thought I was in decent shape. Right. I mean, as decent shape as one can be when you're 6'4", 300 plus pounds. But you were surprised. Yeah. Were you surprised? Like, I'm I'm not the best guy on this team. I'm not the strongest no. guy. I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not even the biggest guy yeah. by a long shot. No, these – the offensive linemen I was with and are – like I know multiple guys in the NFL now, like, right. and they they don't know they don't know me. It's cool. Like, one of them came back to campus last year when I was working out um, over at the bar. I was bouncing, and he comes up to the door and he's like, uh, "What up, Beeson?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you you play for the Chicago Bears." Like, I did not expect you to remember me at all. But ultimately, like these guys made me feel small, and I've never felt small in my entire life. I've always been the biggest kid ever since you know kindergarten. Wow. By the time I graduated, like. Elementary school, I was the tallest person, taller than even all the teachers. Same goes for middle school. And then, you know, high school changed and everyone started catching up to me. But, yeah, I've not always completely, been the, right? Yeah, not You're completely. guy in high school, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. What's it like growing up as the biggest dude? I mean, I kind of just had to own it. I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, you're young, like, kids poke fun. Like, I was a chubby kid. But ultimately, yeah, I decided to own what I was. Like, and I do a pretty good job of it now. Like, I call myself the big man on campus. I'm the most confident big kid. I just have I just have fun with it. I've rolled with the punches of whatever people have thrown my way. But yeah, I'm just the large confident man. <laughs> and, and from what I can tell, man, you practice what you preach. I mean, you are oh, yeah. the large confident man, and that seems to work for you. You wear it yeah. very, very well. So, so what happens to football for you? This is a story I don't know. I know you played freshman year. Yeah. I don't know what happened after that. If you're you, you cool with telling that story? Yeah. So yeah, I would go through the season. I have uh, two really close friends on the team. We're uh, we're both walk-ons. Uh, one's a defensive end. He. He's still here. I'm still good friends with him. He's actually one of my coworkers. Oh. Um, the other one transferred. So we go through the season. We're all having a good time together. I'm starting slowly, starting to break through to the other guys. They're slowly starting to trust me and like actually let me do stuff at practice. For for the most part, at the beginning, they were kind of like, okay, stand there and try not to get yelled at or try not to mess anything up. How weird. Right? Yeah. For, for a guy who a year before was the main guy. I'm yeah. Like, right. We're going to work. We're going to work this team around Blake. Yeah. Basically. Suddenly you're like. Yeah. And then I've been out the first day I walk up to my coach, like the first day of camp. I'm like, hey, coach, like, what do you what do you want me to do? Like, I, I can do whatever you want me to do. Just tell me. Give me instructions. And he's like, all right, you go stand there and try not to get yelled at. And I'm like, all right. Like he didn't use as clean of words, <laughs> but. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, I'll just go stand right here. And I try like getting, you know, reps in, but then again, I was the one walk on that made it to camp, like right. for the offensive lineman. I got, I invite, I was invited to camp, which uh, was like only a hundred people get invited to camp, so it was really great honor. But it was also one of the more hardest things I've ever done. I was spending twelve hours, you know, more or less at the stadium. I'd wake up around five six in the morning, and I wouldn't get back to my dorm room till. Actually, more than twelve hours. I want to get back to my dorm room sometimes at like nine thirty at night. How do you? How, were you able to justify that in your mind? I, when I was at Notre Dame, I mm-hmm. had a, a, my, one of my roommates. What he walked on yeah. to the football team, dislocated his shoulder a dozen times while we mm-hmm. were in college. Suited up for one game, never played a down, and yet he he has a shrine in his house. Yeah, you know what I mean, as if he were. A football player, like you know, yeah. really, and, and and he owns that. Like I made this contribution, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine like spending that kind of time, right? And then feeling like you know, I wasn't even one of the guys on the field. I was on mm-hmm. TV here, right? And at the time, I was like, okay, like I didn't know any of other option. 
I was just kind of there. I'm like, okay, like this will all be worth it. Like we're gonna be good this year. Go to the bowl game. Like maybe I'll impress the coaches. Maybe at some point I'll earn a scholarship and yeah. be able to you know impact this team in a more positive way. And yeah, so that's just what was going through my head. I was like sitting there going to bed, just like. I was also so tired that it was hard to really think of anything else other than I'm tired and I everything hurts. Right. I'm but, sure. Yeah. More so than ever before yeah. in your life, huh? Yeah. And I had some solid friends on the uh, solid friends on the team. Um, luckily, I knew some of the older players, um, and they kind of took me under their wing, helped me out. Like anybody gave me shit, they kind of you know pushed them away or like, hey, let him like let him be. He's he's young, he's doesn't know what he's doing yet. But yeah, there's a lot I mean, of time. Guys watching out for yeah, you. yeah. It's wild to think, you know. So here you are, you're you're mm-hmm. uh, you're this big dude, and yet there's bigger dudes yeah. who are like about to pick on you, right? Oh, yeah. You need to be protected from somebody. Yeah. It's hard to picture. I man. know it's crazy. Like I remember <laughs> seeing myself like pictures of me on the sideline next to the other offensive lineman, like when we were on defense. So like we we're just sitting there, our coach was talking to us, and I just remember seeing pictures of us from behind, and I'm like, I look tiny compared to the, <laughs> these guys, and it's crazy. Like, but yeah, like. Eventually, I started breaking through. Like, I started just being owning the, you know, large, funny dude. Right. So, I was just like, all right, that's going to be who I am on this team. I just started cracking jokes with the other, like, started messing with people, like, obviously, like, just talking crap to people that I shouldn't be. Right. Like, these dudes could easily, like, hurt me and, like, beat me up. But, like, no, like, they liked me because I was the one calling them out, like, talking crap, like, having fun. So, like, that started breaking through. I had my two other uh, – once school started, my two other walk-on friends came, and we came really close with them. But then, like, all right, season comes, pass. Spring semester comes in. My one, Like, one of my best friends on the team, the other offensive lineman walk-on, he transfers to another school. Got it. Like, just left, didn't really tell us at all. Wow. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, expecting to see him. And then he's like, yeah, dude, I transferred. And he's the only other guy on the team in your shoes, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. And – um. And then my other, the defensive lineman uh, walk-on, who's still one of my good friends. I lived with him sophomore year. Um, he quits two weeks into spring semester. So there goes, like, two of my best friends on the team. Uh-huh. So then I'm like, okay, like, I'm back to being the weakest link. Like, I I love the kids, but I was, I was, I did like them there because I saw myself, like, as equals or just a little bit better than them. Right. But then, like, once they're gone, like, I was still, boom, right back to bottom, being alone at the bottom. And that well, kind of freaked that, me out. Is that how it felt, Blake? Did you feel like I'm I'm the bottom rung here, man? Yeah, like, you know, I'm the last yeah. man standing. You know, if they're cutting anybody, like I'm the it's guy. me. Like if there's a you know if they need to get rid of an old lineman, which you know doesn't ultimately happen, right? I would be I would have been the one to go. Okay. So it was crazy to think that like like that like okay like if they they can get rid of me anytime they want. My coach told me that. He said like anytime I mess up, he's like you know I can send you home right now. It's got to be odd to spend. So when did you take? When did you first play football? When did you first put pads on and actually play? Um, seventh grade. I was always too big for Pop Warner. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I, I was kind of a young, unathletic little chubby kid. Just like, all right, I'm just going to be in my room playing video games. Uh, tried playing Pop Warner a couple times once I started getting into football, and they're like, oh, you're a couple months too young and uh, too big. So I'm like, all right. And then middle school came along, and I started. I played. Defensive lineman seventh grade, then on eighth grade I played on both sides of the ball. I was offensive and defensive. And we went was this a great good? We went zero and fourteen. We didn't win a single game in oh, middle school. Oh, I thought you were gonna brag. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> we were terrible. We were terrible and we knew it. But yeah, I didn't get the taste of, you know, winning a game until my freshman year of high school. Does it change the way a kid thinks when he goes from feeling like, okay, I'm this chubby kid, I'm gonna be in my basement, I'm gonna be playing, you know, video games and this is my thing yeah. to 
oh, maybe I'm an athlete. You know, yeah. like, is that a huge shift, like, just from a oh, yeah. self-worth perspective? Yeah, like, I didn't think anything of it, but I had um, an elementary school teacher who she was the wife of the head football coach of my high school who's coached there for, like, over 20 years, over 30 years, I think. Long time. And every year they would have the football players come in and talk to the students. And, like, they all came up to me and they saw how big I was and saw that I was probably going to be a big kid. And they are like, man, like, why don't you play football? Like, you got to, like, start. Like, go to, come to our camps. Like, come, like, hang out with us. Like, we'll, like, show you the ropes and, like, get involved in Pop Warner. So, they, yeah, that's when I started thinking. I'm like, okay, maybe I should try it out. I did the camps and, like, every year at high school. And so – and I was just kind of like, oh, you – go to every position. So I didn't know that I was going to be a lineman in my mind. I was like, all right, I could be a running back. I could be a quarterback. Right. Back. I was going to ask you, was it nope. always a lineman thing? Or were yeah. you thinking like, you know, I'm going to be a ball carrier. I might be a quarterback. I did carry the ball once in middle school. It was the big man formation. They put me and another one of the offensive linemen in uh, the backfield to run the ball. I got one uh, first down. Oh, hey, yeah. You got a first down? Oh, yeah. That's about <laughs> it. That's That's my glory as a running back. But, yeah, like, it's crazy thinking, like, okay, I was, like, yeah, just on athletic kid, chubby kid, and then, boom, all right, I can play football. Like, I can, you know, actually do something with this largeness that is me. So so do you think that um, a lot of kids fit that mold? Like, you know, I work with a lot of kids who fit the mold of, like, I'm the chubby kid and I'm playing video games in my basement. This is my lot in life because mm-hmm. I'm just too big to be an athlete. Right. And, and do you feel like, hmm. They they could have used my teacher who was the coach's yeah. wife who could have come along and said you know what you should try yeah. this oh uh, yeah if I if I could go back I would just tell young man I'm like yeah get involved in football now yeah like yeah. start like you know get involved in Pop Warner to like gain the friendships and start honing your skills but you know I was just content with chilling playing outside or yeah playing video games in my room right right did you do better. In school and stuff, like, did did you feel better about yourself overall? Did everything get better once you were a football player, or am I idealizing something? Um, I mean, it's hard to say because you know, elementary school, like, I did fine, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's elementary school. Yeah, you got check, but check pluses. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah, at least I can say so here. Like in high school, yeah, I was a good player. Like I had to t- stay on top of my grades. Like yeah. I had to stay on top of my stuff. Like. Yeah, I was a football player. I couldn't fail any classes or else I would lose my eligibility. Right. So then coming was that, here. Was that, was that your motivation? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, all right, like I got to get through this so I can, you know, go to college. And I, most of my motivation was like, all right, if I get bad grades, my parents are going to be upset with me and I don't want to upset them. And I know my coaches will be upset with me. And if they're upset, then I'm going to have to run more or do more sprints. So we're not going to do that. We'll just do well in school and. You know, have have fun when I can. Your parents actually had some academic leverage over you? Yeah. I mean, they, I, I just, you know, I'd never want to, you know, disappoint my parents. I just, I just want to do the best I can, like, you know, for them. Like, you know, I love them. They did a good job raising me and everything. So, I don't know. I'd never want to disappoint them. So, you know, good grades. What, what did they do right that made you care? Because you can imagine, like, I've worked with hundreds of kids yeah. who, if their parents are pressing them on homework – they're more likely to not do it. You know what right. I mean? Because it's like, screw you guys. I can't stand you. Yeah. You know? You never hated your parents. No. I, I love my parents. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> How's that? Shout out to the beasts, man. Yeah. Um, you know, they, I, they're just like never – they never really like – obviously, they kind of just let me do what I wanted. Yeah. They're like, all right, you need to get this done. We trust you to get it done. They just like kind of trusted me to kind of do my own thing and, you know – 
taught me morals. They taught me to do what was right. And, you know, I've, you know, tried to do that my whole life. So, yeah, yeah they, nothing like, all right, you need to do this now. Like, and sometimes there's that if I got a little bit lazy. And that's understandable. They would have to get after me sometimes. But they never really, like, jumped on me or, like, pushed me, like, really kind of, like, attacked. They kind of trusted me to get what I needed to get done. And it's part done. of the formula, and I'm kind of talking to parents out who are listening to it. Yeah. It's part of the formula that they were cool, that you that you liked them. Oh yeah, I had, they weren't just oh, like I have, parental. Oh, I had really, I have really cool parents. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, so, so part of the reason I'm so cool. No. <laughs> Listen, that's Blake is is being humble here, but uh, I I think he's being honest as well. So yeah. so you you get here, you've defined yourself as an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So redefined yourself. You feel the yeah. self esteem is boosted. Then you get here, you're the smaller of the big man yeah. campus, right? Um, and a couple of your buddies leave this team or leave this school yeah. altogether. Oh, yeah. Then what? Um, I went back to feeling alone. Like, I come here. I had big ego, like, coming in. I'm like, yeah, I'm the top guy. And then, boom, come here, crushed. I get these two friends. Like, they help me, you know, boost up my ego. Like, I have fun with them. I have fun with them at practice on the sideline. Like, they can't, we kind of help each other out during that. And then they leave. Um, so I was back to feeling kind of, like, alone. And at this point, I started to gain other friends on the team. Right. But they're all like better. Like they, I saw, I still saw them as above me, more so as my like my equals. And I'm trusting that you're being objective about that. I'm trusting that you were yeah. like an ace out there, like unbelievable O lineman. Right. Um. These guys were good. These guys, no, they, they're they absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, they were all cool to me. Like they kind of helped me out, but they also saw, like I was like kind of like the young sheep that needed to be like herded with them like, right, right, like right. I needed to be kept in line but yeah I was like once they left I was back to kind of feeling alone and then we did like this they quit they both left like right before the hardest week mm-hmm. of um, probably of my life like we had um, some ex-marines come in and run us through some workouts and I the first day it was a two day thing and I thought I was going to die on the first day like I, I, I it was hot. It was hot for January. We had a really hot January, and like we were out there in like full gear and like doing all these workouts. And I just like stood up and I was like dizzy. I'm like I'm not gonna make it through this. And I remember that like that might have been one of the first times my dad heard me cry when I called him. I was like, Dad, I don't know if I could do this. I'm feeling so weak. Like it hurt to breathe. Wow. But like so just just the craziest workouts. Yeah, huh? just crazy. Some of the craziest workouts. And yet I still had, like, I still had the older guys on the team, like, a lot of the guys were, like, giving me crap, like, because I messed up a workout. And if one dude messed it up, then everyone had to start back up. Right. And then I did that right at the beginning. So the Marines saw me as the weakest link and picked me out immediately. Which is a very important yeah. thing to do. Right? Yeah. You get, you get yeah. the guy who's, gonna, who's, who's about to puke mm-hmm. in the garbage can, and you push him harder. So yeah. the other guys get just as afraid, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I was, I was all the way in the back. We were all, like, lined up. And they're all up in the front. And all of a sudden, I was like, who's 69? That was my number. Um, and I was like, oh, what did I do? And they called me up to the front. I had a sprint up there. And, like, you're going to be up here right next to the leaders right now. And they're going to make sure you're on top of this. Wow. So, yeah, I, I saw, like, older guys kind of, like, crawling around me. But then there's also the other big dudes that were, I mean, great shape. But they're still, like, you know, 20%, 30% body fat. And that's right. hard to do workouts when you have that much on you. And that's about where I was. Yeah. So, like, after the that... The Marines are, like, four or five, Oh, right? yeah. They're yeah. jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> no no body fat on them at all. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, I went through that, and I was like, I, I never felt weaker in my entire life. Like, I just could barely walk. Like, I was hurting to breathe. 
And then I was like, oh, we have to go back and do it the next day. Oh, yeah. And the next day we were in the pool, which I'm, I'm better in water than I am on land. Okay. I'm buoyant. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm a good, like, good swimmer. So, like, that was a lot easier. Plus, like, you know, a lot of the guys were surprised I came back. And then I came back that they started gaining more respect for me. And then... Because there was an element of humiliation yeah. in that first yeah. day, right? right? Oh, my you're, gosh. You're, you're I felt, singled out and you're dying. I felt absolutely humiliated. And I have dudes call me out, giving me crap, like mad at me for messing up. So they have to do more work. Why did you go back? I don't know. Um, I just felt like, okay, this is, I mean, I'm the football player. I can't just not go. Yeah. Like It's something that I just have to do. Okay. And... I, I was like, like all right, like ethic to it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm on the team. I'm not. I can't just abandon them right now just because I felt weak. And you know, my dad. I called my dad and kind of helped me talk it through as well. And then I also knew I had some friends coming and visit that night, and I was excited about that. And I'm like, okay, I can get through this. And my friends coming, it'll be good to see her. Like it'll be fun. Like we'll have a good time. I just need. I just need to survive the day. And I did. Like I'm. I'm a good swimmer. I'm. I. Did better the second day than I did the first day. You did, yeah. And I picture Marines. You know that the swimming part. Yeah, I've seen some of those Marine workouts. Oh yeah, they're not easy. Oh, we dove in with uh, sweatpants and a hoodie on, wow. and I'm like, okay, this is really difficult. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like <laughs> I he's way more than I thought. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I am sinking. But yeah, I was like, I was surprisingly one of the better swimmers on the team, especially you know for my size. Um, but then you have like dudes from Florida that you know have been swimming their whole lives. Like, yeah, no, no, they're the best. But yeah, no, it was right. just a tremendous amount of pain and work and like strain, but ultimately like, yeah, I was like, all right, this is going to better myself. And yeah, the, so like, I, that's when I started gaining the respect of the older guys and that made me feel a little bit better, but I still felt like a bit of a disconnect. I still felt like more of the lower, like they just saw me as like, you know, kind of the jester, the joker on the team, like the, just the fun guy. Uh, they didn't see me as like a serious player. This is something that worries me throughout this conversation, man. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. Like you know, um, is there this kind of like because you've described yourself as the big guy, the funny guy? Is there a class clown vibe you've kind of settled for, or do you feel like no, no? I when I need to take myself seriously, I take myself seriously. Oh yeah. And I expect other people to. Oh no, no people. I mean, I mean, I'm a fun guy. I genuinely like don't take life that seriously. But you know that's just who I am. But yeah, ultimately, yeah. Like but if I a need between that, yeah. And, and like I'm not, I'm not constantly joking, kind of like messing around the whole time. I know when to be serious and when to not, and that's kind of something I mastered. You know, in high school, like all right, I went in like middle school, high school. I was a young, immature kid, and I just had some teachers like get after me about it. Like you need to, like grow up. And I'm like, I'm in sixth grade. Like, what are you telling me to grow <laughs> right, up? Like. Right. I'm like 13, 12, I don't know, however old people are at that. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I had an older teacher that actually, one of the football coaches at my middle school came up to me and sat me down, talked to me more so as an equal, more uh -huh. so as just like some young, immature, loud kid. So then after that, I talked to him, I was like, okay, like be serious sometimes. But like, yeah, I know I'm going to be serious and want to, you know, clown around and have there, fun. There's something cool about you I really like, man. It, it, when you talk about there, there are these adults that you trust as mentors, mm -hmm. and you, a lot of kids like they let the mentoring moment just pass them by, um, and don't attend to it, and it doesn't change their life in any way. You've you've described four or five moments where yeah. some adult 
and sometimes it's your dad, yeah. right? You, you've turned to your dad as a mm-hmm. mentor many times, right? Um, and, and it makes this impact on you, right? right. This teacher in, in middle school, your coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah listen to the mentors, kids. I've had a lot of good uh, mentors in my life, and I'm yeah. happy, happy about that. But that's no mistake, right? That, right. That's partly you. That's who yeah. you are. You're a guy who's, like, going to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm an excellent listener. I've been told that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so at some point, do you decide, okay, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up this sport? Yeah, that came... After I joined uh, Greek Life, because I still felt the disconnect. I, I heard, you know, positives about um, Greek Life. I started seeing, like, being in college, I started seeing more of the positives. Yeah. Um, I knew what houses were, you know, good people and what were, you know, the stereotype, the negative stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. And I had uh, two older friends that I grew up with in the house that I now joined. Um, and they came like, hey, man, just, like, come and check it out. And I did. So I went and checked it out, went to that house, went to a few others. And those guys were like, I felt a difference. Like these people, the house I joined, like I went there for Rush and they seemed like they genuinely cared. Like they they wanted to make themselves better. They wanted to get cool people. And for the first time I was like, okay, like I got back to my old confidence and just like walked in the room and started like, you know, breaking into conversation and actually being able to hold conversation with these people. And that's what ultimately people, I think, you know, fraternities look for and rush, like who can hold the conversation sure. or who's just kind of puts around. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been good about that. So I wanted to keep that. So I joined the house, you know, loved it, loved everyone in my pledge class, including your son, George. Um, and, um, yeah, like I was still going through football. I was going through spring workouts, spring ball. And so you weren't done yet. I wasn't you're, done you're yet. Multitasking. I was multitasking. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't sleep that much that semester. So it was like wake up football school fraternity, wake up school football fraternity, like every almost every single day. And they were the fraternity was really cool about me, you know, like having to miss stuff. Right. Um, there was also another football player in my pledge class. Um, so they were cool about us missing stuff. Like you know, they knew football came first. So they were actually really cool, like happy that like oh we have two football players. Like that's awesome. Like we I have, suppose that's good for the house, yeah right? yeah. No what, it's right. like we have two Big Ten athletes. Right. And. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I have major FOMO, you know. I, uh-huh. I'm – every time there's something going on and I'm, like, not there, like, part of me, I'm, like, it just pulls me down. I'm is that right? Like, yeah, like so it, you show up as quick as you can to the thing. Yeah, or, or, or like, or I – just have the FOMO. Try to. I'm just, like – so I would wake up – I would go to bed much earlier than the rest of the guys. And they're all out, you know, pulling freshman hijinks, having a good time. Right, right. And then I would be waking up. You know, like maybe an hour after they all went to bed, an hour or two after they went to bed, and I would just wake up and see all the text messages like, oh, like, oh, this is all the stuff we were doing. I'm like, really started feeling like bad and like missing out. But I'm like, okay, no, like, I'm a football player. That's what I am. Like, there's time for fun and there's time for play, uh, right. for seriousness. Right. And, and you're not kidding when you say an hour or two after these guys go to bed. No, like, right. legitimately, I was, yeah. There's a few times where I'd be waking up to go to football practice and there'd be a kid come stumbling back onto my floor. Like, <laughs> and he's like, where are you guys going? We're going to football. And I'm like, where were you? He's like, oh, I'm just getting back from this party. And I'm like, that sounds awesome, but also kind of miserable. It's five in the morning. I'd rather be in bed already. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, so it was crazy. This thing, I'm like, okay, I'm missing out on all of this. I'm missing out on like, you know, a more fun college experience. And by this time, I was like, a lot, you know, a lot of stress is all this. Like, my grades started suffering. I was still, like, I was still starting to gain respect in the house and on the football team. Right. Like, rising. Uh, I started getting a lot of my confidence back as I started gaining this respect. But 
and I started getting like more reps and like, spring ball. They're actually like, all right, here you get in, you take a couple snaps. They're teaching me center, which I never played. Um, but then I broke uh, my pinky finger on my snapping hand, and I couldn't no, I could no longer you know play center, which is what they wanted me to be at. Wow, because it's hard to you know snap a ball when three of your fingers are taped together with a splint. Right, and that coincidentally, when that time I got injured, some of the you know kids on scholarship came back from injuries as well. So when that happened, it was push Blake to the back and he gets the least amount of reps as possible. Got it. Like everyone else is and more important. They're getting paid. Was that, was that so disappointing? Oh, it was like, incredibly disappointing. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to be in every play. Right. Right. In the right. center of every play, literally. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like the coaches are starting to recognize me. They're starting to respect me. But yeah, there's still this FOMO in the back of my head. Like you could be like making great memories with a lot of your close friends. Yep. Um, and that's what's cool about like my pledge class. I feel like a lot of us clicked immediately and all became like really close friends and I, it didn't take like a whole bunch of like, all right, or like, t- like it didn't take much at all. We're like, all right, cool. Like we're going to be friends for a long time. Let's make the best of it. Like let's build this house up. Right. But yeah, there was still like, okay, I'm missing out on this. Like I'm scared. And also, so summer comes, I finished, I finished my entire freshman year of football. Summer, fall and spring. Winter and spring, like it's a big accomplishment. Yeah, it felt great. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm in great shape. I'm going to carry this into the summer. Like I decided to take the summer off to kind of like think about whether I wanted to come back. And I went back and forth all summer. I had a job back there. I was working at a plumbing, electric and plumbing company. That was a great job. Um, <laughs> so I, I had a, I had a, some dirty jobs. I was just thinking, I'm like, all right, like what do I do? What do I come back? And it took ultimately to. You know, a few weeks before, and I call my coach, and he's like, hey, Blake, great to hear from you. I'm like, how's it going? Like, what have you been up to? I'm like, hey, like, yeah, I've been working at this uh, plumbing company. I've been trying to work out, but, you know, I'm moving a couple hundred pounds, 100,000 pounds of piping a day. Like, um, so it's hard for me to have the energy whatever. And he's actually like, do a workout. Yeah, on top of that. yeah. And I was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, that's understandable. Glad to hear you're working hard and making money. Uh, what'd you uh, what'd you want to talk about? I'm like, yeah, coach. Like, I don't think I'm gonna be coming back this season. And then it was just like silence for a little bit. And then he's like, all right, well, I don't like to hear that. I mean, you've been gaining a lot of tread on the team. Like, we thought you were one of, starting to be one of our better linemen, which I kind of think he was lying about. But um, <laughs> but he's like saying, I was like, say yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. the coaches were like, yeah, we're starting to recognize you, man. Like, we were really enjoying you on the team and everything. And I was like, yeah, coach, like, I, it's just a lot going on right now. You know, like family, school, like it's a lot of balance. Uh, and he's like, well, I just want you to, you know, think about it. Just you have – I was going to not invite you back to camp because I knew you wanted to work to make more money. So when school starts back up, you give me a call and let me know what you think. Oh, so he wasn't taking no nice and easy. No, they they never do. Whenever – like I remember multiple kids start quitting and they would give them a week. And then, you know, a lot of them did ended up coming back. Yeah. And, yeah, school, you know, the summer ended. I moved back into school. And, yeah, he texted me the Sunday night before class was starting. He's like, so what are you thinking? I'm like, well, Coach, um, I'm still staying the same. I'm not going to be coming back. How would you know? I don't know. Like, there's still part of me that – does miss it, and part of me does regret that decision ultimately, but uh-huh. that's something I'm just going to have to live with, um, which is fine. But, like, I was like, I 
ton. I just like want to, you know, want to focus on school. I want to, you know, make fun college memories. Yeah. I want to have a lot of fun while also still focusing on grades. And I did that. I raised my GPA by, you know, a full, like almost a full point. Um, no small thing, right? Yeah, no small that task. Years. Like I started busting my ass. Like I changed majors to something I actually enjoyed from Kelly to media. Um, so, so Blake was a, Blake was a business major, and now yeah. he's in media and entertainment, yeah. and, and perfectly suited for yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah, so it was crazy. Like I, 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 you know, haven't looked back. You know, like I'm still close with a lot of guys on the team. But yeah, part of me was like, you know, it's time for me to, you know, hang up the cleats figuratively. It's a tough thing to do, right? You know, yeah. I, I honor that you did it, mm-hmm. and um, because. Sometimes you get this in, a, in a spot in life where you know you want to write a better story. You know you can't keep doing what you're doing, right? You're burning out. You're not having. You're not enjoying things like you want to, right? Um, and but you're giving something up too, man. Yeah, like something significant. Yeah, right? and football you, made a major part of my life yeah. for years. Like I played football for roughly you know six, seven years, and it was really hard to give up. But you know, ultimately, I decided it was what I thought was the right choice for me. And to your credit. Um, you know, I, I've worked with former athletes who cannot even look back at their team. And I noticed uh, on Facebook or Instagram or something uh, before the first game of this mm-hmm. season, you put a picture of yourself in your uniform, yeah. right? And say, yeah. hey, go Hoosiers, man. Like, oh, yeah. this happened this year. Yeah, I still text a bunch of them, like, I'm close with, like, before the game, like, hey, good luck, guys. And then when I see them out, like, I always go up and say hi, see how they're doing. A lot of them, like, initially, I saw one, like, last summer, like, a lot of them were like, yeah, like messing with me when I first saw them because it's been a while since I like saw them. Like, man, you turned your back on us, like you quit on us. I was like, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, we're just kidding, man. Like, oh, we're like, like we're happy brutal. for you. We're happy <laughs> for you. Like, they they see me working hard at Roy's. They're like, they see me like, and then they saw that I was a bartender. And I was like, man, you've been busting your head. Like, we're glad that things are working out for you. We're happy for you. We see you working hard. Like, we wish you the best of luck. Like, we all still like you. So yeah. So 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 it feels to me like one of the lessons of your story is like you know, your story's not always going to be the way you, you expect no. it to be, but you can still shape shift and write a really damn good story, maybe a better story. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. just watched Concussion a few weeks ago, and you know I don't know if you ever watched that movie. No. You know a few more years of of uh, playing. I don't know. How, yeah. Where, you know seriously, I don't know how. I mean, I'm for your mind. lucky I got out of all those years of football without any you know serious you know. Head trauma. Never got any concussions or anything. That's you know, awesome. Yeah. Full minor, minor injuries here and there, but that comes with it. But you don't seem like a guy whose spirit is broken very easily. No. Um, the other thing I, I've learned that I didn't know about you is that you have ever in your life felt alone, you know? And yeah. there's something about that that's striking to me because, you know, usually I think we can, we can, we think we can tell who the person is who feels alone or mm-hmm. down or and and you can't always tell. Sometimes it's yeah. a blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy who's like gregarious right. and magnanimous and big personality mm-hmm. might feel down. And sometimes you gotta check in with that dude. Yeah. Like yeah, that's what I, I was I've always been kind of the kid that it's always tried to be, you know, really positive and see the brighter side of things. But you know, there's you know behind closed doors, like yeah, everyone feels alone sometimes. Everyone has their problems. But like Ultimately, when I'm around people, I do my best to kind of hide what's going on. Right. Because I want to make sure they're having a good time and they're happy and they're like enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of I've always been. I've always kind of looked at like, all right, like I just want to make sure everyone's having a good time. So like why bring people down with whatever I got going on? 
Where does that come from in you? That you want to make sure everybody's having a good time? Like, I don't you know, know. Most people don't care that much. They want to make sure they're having a yeah. good time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's been like that as, as long as I can remember. But uh, I don't know. Like, as I said, like, yeah, I'm the fun guy. So it's just got to be like, I always kind of had like, uh, in high school, it was always my house. My house was where we hung out all the time. Right. And so like, all right, I was the host. I've always kind of been the, I've always had that in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm the host. Like, You're the host now. Right. Yeah, if something's going on. Yeah, five hundred people who are in charge. You're the host. Oh yeah, yeah. I always try to be like, ah, from like, all right, like, we're all having fun, right? Like everything's well. Like you guys good? Everyone, anyone need anything? But I don't know. I, I guess it stems from you know always kind of hanging out, always having people over, like seeing my parents. Like they've had parties and whatnot. They were always kind of having fun. So I was like, all right, life's fun. Life's not that serious. Like you just need to enjoy yourself. So why burden? You know other people with whatever you got going on but ultimately you know sometimes i break out and share but right but is it easy is it as easy as making that choice like no (laughs) (laughs) not that easy no so i was like all right i can frown and be sad or i can you know put on a smile and cheer people up but yeah it is it is difficult sometimes and i like run into that problems but you know i still have you know people i can turn to and talk to i got My older brother and I are, like, really close now. My sister and I are, you know, close. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we used to not be, but now we are. Yeah. All right, so one last question. I'll yeah. let you go, man. So so let's go back in time. This will be a little moment of poignancy here. Yeah. Um, you, got a, you got a 12-year-old kid, right? A mm-hmm. kid who might be a, either a patient of mine or, you know, a kid who worked, who's playing on some team of yours one day. Um He's the he's the chubby kid, or he's the lonely kid. He's sitting on his couch in his basement, and he's playing Xbox, right. and he's got, and that's all he does, mm-hmm. right? And he thinks he's alone in the world. He thinks he's not an athlete. Um, wh- you got five minutes with that kid. What do you say to him? That's a good question. I mean, ultimately, I'll just tell the kid like, you're not alone. No one's ever alone. And sometimes it feels like that. And I feel like that still sometimes, but you know, it's, it's hard. Like, but ultimately just go out and experience everything that you can and kind of just like roll the punches, just take everything with a smile. Like, you know, people try to pick on you, just laugh, own what they're saying to you. And it can never be used to harm you. That's from game of Thrones. But like, I use that, like I'm a big kid, there was wisdom everywhere, but (laughs) ultimately it's like, yeah, like people are always gonna, you know, there's mean people out there. They're going to try to bring you down. Don't let them, and then you win. Like, laughing at a bully or someone calling you names, like, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, what you're saying doesn't affect me at all. Then they lose. Like, you win. Like, just so go out. Like, don't care about what people think about you and just kind of have fun with life. You know, go out and experience it. Try football. Maybe that's not your sport. Try something else. Maybe sports aren't your thing. Just find, you know, people that, are like mine as you and like like having a good time, like having you around and, you know, cherish those people. Like find your find yourself a mentor, find someone you can confide in. But ultimately, yeah, just go through life, roll with the punches. Never nothing really goes the way you want it to. I mean, I thought I was gonna come here and be the football stud and earn my scholarship right away. I thought I was gonna be one of the better players. That didn't happen. So you ended up being the the, the, the yeah. stud behind the mic. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and then just like ended up talking, found my place. You know, found a fraternity that I liked, found a club through the student radio that I really enjoy and been a part of. But yeah, just ultimately, I would tell the kid, get out of your basement, man. Just go out and go outside, 
go for a run, you know, find some friends. Do something. Yeah, do, just do something. Do it, right? You know, just don't um, hide in the dark. And make that choice to be you know, to be big. You know, one thing, uh, and when, when I talk about you as big, Blake, I always think, like, this guy's he's a big man, but he's bigger than life. Like, he's got this big personality. Things are going to bring you down sometimes. I think, Blake, you're absolutely right, but... but you can make this choice, right? Yeah. That, you know, like by and large, life's really good. You got to celebrate mm-hmm. it and get other people to celebrate it too. Um, you are a guy I am always excited to see. You're, you're, yeah. you're a great guy to be around. And so you you practice what you preach. Got to honor that. Yeah. Hey, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great right. time. Hey, that's Blake. Uh, we are we are recording from deep in the bowels of Indiana University. Um, this is the Undue Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. Um, on behalf of Blake and myself, we appreciate your time. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and uh, WGN+. Plus. If you have any thoughts about what we ought to be talking about in this podcast, or if you or somebody you know would like to be a guest, Just write me, John G. Duffy at drjohnduffy.com. Until then, have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.